Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your Edmonton Oilers and Eskimos. 6.30 Chad. Well, appreciate you tuning in tonight live from the 630 Jet Broadcasting Compound. My name is Reed Wilkins. Oh, you like that, Patrick? Compound sounds a little bit sinister. There's an edge to you. Yeah, it just makes, just makes me sound just a little bit dangerous, though we both know that I'm not. What is that, a turtleneck you've got on? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's my, excuse me, I just got to light my pipe. Uh, <laughs> oh, man, the Eskimos, uh, it's turning into a miserable season. They lost today 19-12 to Saskatchewan. They had a three-point lead with about two minutes left, second and five from their own 51. Riley is intercepted by Willie Jefferson, who scores the only touchdown of the game. Riders added a field goal, 19-12 the final. Also, the Stampeders improved to 12-2 and with a somewhat underwhelming win, but it's a win, 12-6 over the last place Montreal Alouettes. Baseball, Red Sox lead the Yankees 3-0, top of the fourth. Dodgers beat the Braves 6-2 to win that series, and the Astros advance as well. They finish off the Indians with an 11-3 decision. Monday night football, five minutes into the second quarter, Saints lead the Redskins 13-3. Junior football on the weekend, Tough one for the Wildcats. They lose 53-0 to the first-place Saskatoon Hilltops. The Huskies improved to 5-2, beating the last-place Colts 56-0. NHL injury notes today. Florida goalie Roberto Luongo out two to four weeks, sprained MCL. Flyers forward James Van Riemsdyk five to six weeks with a lower body injury. And the Kings have put goaltender Jonathan Quick on injured reserve with a lower body injury. The Edmonton Oil Kings, 5-2-1 to start the season. They will resume their road trip tomorrow at Tri-City. And I'm pleased to be welcomed by their captain and leading scorer, Trey Fix-Wolanski. Trey, thanks for making time for me. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm doing very well. I'll, I'll start. I'll st- I, this usually wouldn't be my first question, but with the road trip you guys are on, I, I will ask, where are you right now? <laughs> uh, just actually checked into the hotel in Tri City, so um, you know, kind of getting getting accustomed here, and then gonna go for dinner as a team soon. Okay, well, thanks for fitting me in before uh, you go eat. Uh, it's, a, it's a long time on the bus, but let's start on the ice first. Uh, I mean, hey, you guys jumped out 5-0, uh, 0-2-1 uh, since then. I mean, we didn't expect you were, you were going to go undefeated this season, and you lost a tight one the other night in Spokane 3-2. Uh, are, you, you know, are you pleased overall with the efforts here, even though you haven't got the results the last couple of games? Yeah, I think um, going into every game, you know, we want to win, so... Um, we have that mindset, and um, a couple bad breaks our way, a couple um, turnovers, stuff like that, that, that kind of bit our rear ends. But, um, you know, been, we've been playing really well, and 
I'm just really excited to keep the road trip going and hopefully get a few more wins. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, obviously, your season, you led the team in scoring last year, and you're jumping out of the gate here, 15 points in eight games, five goals, 10 assists. Tell us who you've been playing with, Trey, and why do you think you've been able to click? Um, started the year with um, Vince Lasciavo and David Cope, and um, I think right, right from camp, we, we kind of had a, a little bit of a connection there, and um, just working throughout preseason and in practice, we, we wanted to um, try and help each other's games as much as we could, and um, that's been really good so far. And um, I think just being able to uh, lean on those guys, obviously having a 20-year-old on your line and then um, a guy a little bit younger than you, is, it's a good uh, different change of pace kind of stuff like that. So, um, you know, I think we've been fitting really well together. All right, Trey, this road trip for you guys is six games in nine days. You've played two games already. You got a busy stretch coming up here to to finish it off. Uh, you've been this through this before as a WHL veteran. What's the secret towards kind of uh, you know staying focused, keeping your energy up? You know, maybe finding a little bit of balance too while you're on these long road trips. Yeah, um, obviously you need rest and um, good nutrition, but I think the main thing is just keeping things light. Um, you know, a lot of travel. You wanna you wanna watch movies with the guys or. Um, music, stuff like that. I think that's something that um, everyone enjoys on the bus. So um, when we're on the bus, it's just all about getting along and keeping it light. But um, when you get to the rink and um, night before games, you know, it's all business. So um, we've just try- been trying to do that as much as we can. And um, hopefully that that pays off in the next couple of days. Uh, you know, and you got some younger guys on the team. Do you, do you have some guys who are, you know, need some time to, to keep up their schoolwork and, and get some assignments done, and you got to make sure you give them that space? Yeah, definitely. Um, obviously, school is really important, and um, even the older guys are in a university course right now, so um, we all have to uh, be able to keep um, school in the same mindset as hockey, but... Um, you know, there's time for that, and then um, when it, when it's time to play hockey, it's time to play hockey. So um, you just kind of got to switch your mindset away from um, just relaxing and um, be ready to go every night. Trey, dare I ask what the number one movie is now for junior hockey players to watch on a bus, or is there one you're comfortable telling me about? <laughs> uh, actually, on the way to Kootenay, we watched Youngblood. Oh, um, nice. It was the first time. Yeah, first time I saw that movie, so... Um, the boys enjoyed that, and um, you know it's a different change of pace. So um, everyone really enjoyed it, and um, I think it, it gave us a good mindset going into there that um, you know there there is time for hockey, but um, it's a good time to get to know everyone as well. A young Rob Lowe in Young Blood, yes. Uh, well, I yeah. was I was younger than you when that movie came, came out, so <laughs> now you know how old I am. Uh, yeah. Trey, Trey Fix Valancy from the Edmonton Oil Kings joining us uh, on Inside Sports tonight. Trey, uh, I, I'm going to throw another couple a couple ones at you here. A little bit different. You, you heard me give the scoreboard before. Uh, you came on air, and I should also add, in the NHL today, the Bruins beat the Sens 6-3, Islanders over the Sharks 4-0, Sabres over Golden Knights 4-2. Uh, I gave some baseball scores, both football leagues uh, with games today. A- as a sports fan, is this your f- favorite time of year, or do you like the spring when it's maybe a little more uh, golf and early season baseball and hockey playoffs? What's uh, <laughs> what's uh, your agenda as, as a fan like? Um, I enjoy all sports. I'm watching all sports, so obviously um, MLB playoffs are on right now. I'm, I'm tuning into that quite a bit, and um, I think I think the biggest thing for me is NHL playoffs. Um, obviously, you want to get there one day, and 
um, just in the crowds and um, seeing the way the players play. I think that's uh, super important for getting a mindset to, to how to play and um, how to hopefully get there one day. All right, and uh, it is Thanksgiving Monday, obviously, you know, you know uh, on the road. Who, who are you thinking about today, and what are you thankful for, Trey? Uh, just thanks for my friends and my family um, back home, obviously, um, all the guys on the team, um, coaching staff, and everyone that's been um, here throughout the years to, to be able to give great memories and um, build some more memories and um, just giving me the opportunity to play uh, the game I love. All right, so try what you got Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday. That's the end of this road trip, eh? Yeah. Wow, okay. Well, uh, you know, you guys are off to a good start. I know you're going to work hard to bounce back from the loss in Spokane the other day. Trey, it's always the pleasure to talk to you, and uh, you're having some great success. So keep it going, and thanks so much for your time. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. That is Trey fix Molanski checking in tonight, captain of your Edmonton Oil Kings and their leading scorer. Great young man to talk to, obviously a draft pick of the Columbus Blue Jackets taken in the seventh round in Dallas back in uh, June. Hardworking kid, great to have him on the show. Wow, the Red Sox have uh, blown it open here. 7 nothing. they lead the Yankees in the top of the fourth and they are still batting that series tied 1-1. You can reach me at 780-496-0063. You can also text 630-630. We'll have a little more on the Eskimos as we move along tonight. Major bummer of a loss in Regina this afternoon. They give it away in the last couple of minutes. The Oilers did not play well on uh, Saturday. We'll uh, have a little bit more on that. And you'll also hear from Milan Lucic, who was one of the bright spots for Edmonton in that game. Inside Sports, live on 630 Chet. You're listening to 630 Chet Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Hey, thanks a lot for tuning in. 719. The Eskimos coaches show tomorrow from 7.30 to 8 with Jason Moss and Morley Scott. Usually it's on Mondays, but obviously with the game today, Jason will join Morley tomorrow. Moss uh, under fire, quite frankly, uh, as he should be, given especially the offensive performance of the team lately. Patrick Bauer, our studio producer this evening. Hey, Patrick, happy Thanksgiving, buddy. Hey, happy Thanksgiving, Reed. Appreciate uh, you working. Did you work yesterday as well? I worked yesterday. I worked Saturday. I worked today. Well, I know you worked Saturday because yep. I was uh, here. That's true. We did uh, the hockey game. Yep. Tough one for the Oilers. Now, did you get to have any Thanksgiving sort of meal or festivity? Yeah, I actually uh, got to have two meals. So one oh, at my sister's place. Even better. And, yeah, yeah. It's quite all right. Uh, got some <laughs> surprising news, too. Uh, my sister's pregnant. Oh, good. Yeah, they, and they on purpose, too, which is a, an added bonus. <laughs> Even better. <laughs> Even better. You ever seen a scratching wind that tells you someone's pregnant? It was news to me. My sister handed it to me and said, here, I got this for uh, from someone at work. So I'm scratching it, thinking I'm going to win a million dollars. It says, we're having a baby. I'm like, I don't want a baby. Why that's, the hell would you give me this scratching wind? That's the way she announced it to you. Yeah. Interesting. I've never heard of those. I, I've seen, jeez, I. Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't have a lot of pregnant friends. Usually they just text me and say, hey, having a kid. (laughs) Uh, What have they done with, I mean, and I only really know this because I have seen it on social media. Somebody will post a video. I saw one where they threw um, like an exploding, for lack of a better term, like a powder ball at a guy. Yeah, yeah. And there's a gel pack inside. And if it's blue or pink. Okay, yeah. Like he swings with a plastic bat, hits the ball. But I think he missed and it just landed on the cement. But the <laughs> color still... Pretty lackluster. Don't... Do some... Um, I guess we're talking about gender reveals here. Don't yeah. they give the, the, the couple a cupcake or a muffin or something and then there's a little blue or pink inside? There's all sorts of different ways yeah. to do it now. 
Yeah, they, this is too early for them to know. They, they release painted doves into the sky. <laughs> we oh, painted the doves are blue. <laughs> we painted sixty birds <laughs> with toxic paint. <laughs> Fly and announce the gender poisonous birds. <laughs> <laughs> this is the damage. People are weird. Yeah. No. <laughs> poisonous. Well, congratulations. You're going yes. to be an uncle. Yes. Are you already an uncle? Yeah, I've got. Uh, I'm. Now, this puts pressure on me because I'm the only child. There's four of us, and I'm the only one that doesn't have a child or one on the way. So I don't think you should feel any pressure. Well, I don't, but I, I heard my mom complaining. <laughs> who does not have a spouse or children, and I trust me, I feel no pressure oh. for either. Well, that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that was a bad game. Bad result for the Eskimos. I mean, I, I, you know, fine, you do a lot of things better. You either win or you lose, and and they're they're finding ways to lose. Uh, you know, you, you win as a team, you lose it as a team, and there are always some plays that you look at and say, well, this, this, and this, and but but I look at that game and I and I I have trouble finding much fault with the defense. They uh, did not allow a touchdown. They allowed nine points. They uh, you know got a got a couple of turnovers. They got three sacks. They, you know, stiffened when the Riders got on the uh, other side of the field. Riders called, tried a couple long field goals that that missed. It's uh, hard to find. Well, I guess the, a fourth field goal at the end of the game, but Saskatchewan didn't have to move the ball because Edmonton had turned it over on downs. So really, the Eskimos defense uh, allows nine points. Nine points. And you lose the game basically on a def- on a defensive touchdown. It's pretty frustrating, and it's you know we, we you watch sports, and uh, you know you watch from your couch or you watch wherever, and and there's a lot of talk about coaching, and I, and I think sometimes coaches can get unfairly blamed. You know, uh, in football, if a, or a receiver drops a pass or. You know, a defensive player misses a bunch of tackles, or uh, in hockey, a guy misses an open net. You know, that's that's not the coach. I mean, I know there's always drills you can do, and you gotta, you know, have a have a culture where your players are concentrating and, and executing. But I mean, there are some th- times where where players just mess up. That that that's pro sports. But I mean, for the Eskimos here, we we've seen them continually uh, not do well in second halves, especially on offense. And I always remember. Uh, you know, Rob Dom used to coach at the U of A, and uh, I've gotten to know Rob over the years, and, and he and Bob Stoffer are good friends. Rob's coaching in Germany now, and one summer, Rob came in on Oilers Now, and I, w- I was producing the show at that time, so I was sitting where you are, Patrick, and Rob said a team can either be poor, fair, good, or great, and a coach at most can can sway it in one category either way. He said, you know, if you've got a poor team, a great coach ain't going to make the team great. Maybe he'll make it fair. He'll make him a little more competitive. There's only so much you can do to change the actual talent level of the team. Well, I mean, I look at uh, the Eskimos this year, and, you know, quite frankly, for the start of the year, they looked like maybe I won't say a poor defense, but a, but a fair defense. And the last few games, they've looked like a good defense. I mean, today I would say they look like a great defense. But, I would agree with you. But there, yeah. but overall, overall, recently I would say they've looked like a good defense. Yep. And I think you got to hand it to to Mike Benavides. I mean, they don't have a lot of stars on the defense. I mean, they got Sherritt, 
Boateng's a promising young rush end, but, you know, Bazzi has improved. They got Grimes in the secondary, but they, they're starting to make more plays. They're starting to hold the opponent out of the end zone. Yeah, sure, you give up yards sometimes. But then I look at, at the offense, and I, I think that should at, at the very least be a good offense. Well, they actually have dropped more than one degree. They've they've dropped right down to poor, especially if you look at the last two games. And like I said, they have not scored a touchdown in 140 minutes, nine and a third quarters. You can't have that. And like Mike Riley has said in the past, like he feels they're one of the best offenses in the league, but the last three games are a testament to the opposite. Well, and, and, and that's the thing. I mean, there's a lot of guys back from, from last season when, you know, they had a 12-6 and six year. They won a playoff game. You know, they played Calgary in the West Final. And, you know, Moss's coaching decision in that one, Gary brought it up earlier. I don't think we need to pile that on. But, yeah, you, you, this is not – I mean, I mean, the Eskimos – the last time the Eskimos had a really bad team was 2013. They were 4-14. They were and, and I think the expectations were that year they were probably going to have a, a bad year. You know, Riley was a first-year quarterback. They, they didn't have a lot of experienced players. And – you know, a game like this, if you would have lost a game like this with a rookie quarterback, like a 24-year-old quarterback with five career starts under his belt, you might have said, well, you know what, the kid's, the kid's learning, they couldn't finish, he's, he's screwing up, hopefully he gets better. But you're losing it with a quarterback at, at, at what should be the, the peak of his powers. And you're not moving the ball, and, and you're not scoring the points. So, you know, I think the, the defense of Coach Benavides has elevated the team. I think on offense, you've had some players make mistakes and, and who are in slumps. And you've also had an offensive coordinator who I. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. I think has has decreased what should be the caliber of the offense. 727 Inside Sports on 630 Chat. Subscribe to the Inside Sports Podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. This is 630 Chat Inside Sports. All right, happy Thanksgiving, 734. My name is Reed Wilkins. Thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. Red Wings and Ducks in the NHL. They start in about half an hour. Earlier, Sabres over Vegas 4-2. Islanders shut out the Sharks 4-0. Sharks and Vegas both 1-2 out of the gate. Bruins beat the Senators 6-3. Next game for the Oilers is Thursday in Boston. 3.30 face-off show. Game will start at 5 here on 6.30. Ched. Bottom of the fourth, Red Sox leading the Yankees 10-1 in Game 3 of that best-of-five series tied 1-1. Dodgers finished off the Braves in 4-6-2 victory today, and the Astros sweep Cleveland 11-3, winning Game 3 today. Saints lead Washington 26-6 late in the first half 
on Monday Night Football, CFL Today. Calgary over Montreal 12-6 and as you heard right here on 6:30 Ched 19-12 Saskatchewan beating the Edmonton Eskimos Eskimos up 12-9 late and they can't kill the clock not only can they not kill the clock they throw a pick six to Willie Jefferson turned out to be the winning points head coach Jason Moss talked to David Morley after the game Jason a uh, uh, bounce back performance by your team the intensity was great the fight was great uh, unfortunately those fourth quarter errors came back to uh, kind of haunt you and honestly you had opportunities in the first half and who knows what would have happened if you were able to capitalize and uh, punch a couple of those drives uh, for touchdowns instead of field goals yep you couldn't have summed it up any better than that so it's a loss and it sucks and we got to get better uh, short week now to prepare for Ottawa. Um, t- just talk about the situation that you have to focus on. Well, it's this probably week. the best case scenario for us, to be quite honest with you. we got two short short weeks coming up on us, three games in 11 days. I don't think you could ask for anything better for us. I think we need to play football. We need to play fast. Um, stop worrying about everything else and just focus on the task at hand, which is very difficult, but it's manageable. We can do it. we just got to play better than what we have been uh, and stick together. And again, the the you know the games are the games. They're they're coming up quickly for us. And like I said, you don't have a whole lot of time to dwell on this. You got to move on fast and uh, flush it and get a win at home. Uh, what's uh, talk about the the way the offense uh, executed the game plan today? And uh, obviously, you didn't get into the end zone, but you moved the ball at times pretty well. I thought. I thought. I mean, and somebody asked me about the offense performance, and I wanted to stop him and say, "Look, it didn't feel like last week. It didn't feel like we couldn't do anything. This week, it felt like there was things there. We ran the ball well. Um, you know, not every time, but we ran it well a lot of times. And you know, we threw the ball, and guys were open. And other times, we just couldn't hit them. So, um, you know, we had some miscues you know watching it on the ipad on the sidelines there's stuff that we can correct and get better at because you know when you call a play and you're expecting a corner to be ran and there's a a guy running underneath the field and he's supposed to be running a different route it looks bad and it obviously lends itself to not a play not being executed and there is too much of that if you ask me so you know and then you know we we you know shot ourselves in the foot plenty of times in this game um you know we had an opportunity our first drive or second drive you know we get out of the break we we connect on the in the end zone there it's a touchdown and instead we settle for three then we throw two picks you know or whatever and then the last one we're up 12 to 9 looking like we're going to hopefully get a couple first downs run the game out that was our opportunity and throw a pick six and <laughs> uh, it's just frustrating and <laughs> that's all i can say play of your defense uh remarkable and they've been playing well for the last number of games. I can't remember the last time they had a, a really, you know, a game where you go, whoa, what was that? They were outstanding tonight. They were they were awesome. I mean, if they continue to play like that, we're going to have a chance to win every game. So they just got to keep doing that, and our offense will be better. We got to stop turning over the ball offensively. I mean, that's been our Achilles heel for the last three games, and we're minus 12 in turnovers because of it. You know, we're not as great as our defense is playing. It's not like we're getting three or four turnovers a game for us. So our offense cannot turn over the Heffin' ball. I mean, that's that's first and foremost. We got to stop doing that. We've been great with the penalties, playing great defense. Our special teams, you know, the return game's not, you know, getting anything, but the, we're not giving up anything either. So that's huge. Um, you know, that was hard fought battle. That's a good. They're a great special teams team. So you know, offensively, if we can. 
play with a great defense and cover people and get return yardage that's there and then run the ball and make some plays but not turn over the damn ball, we're going to be a hard hard team to beat. That's what our belief has to be. And then on top of it, you need to, we just need to start making plays. And, you know, I'll, I'll call it a little bit better and uh, you know, it comes down to just let's make a play or two. You, you said that it didn't feel like last week, and it obviously didn't look like last week from up here either. But is there something you feel that that you saw today that that it, you can build on and still you know try and make that further improvement into next week? Yeah, I mean the fights there, the execution at times isn't isn't. I mean the guys are you know working hard. They're doing a lot of little things right. It's just when in when opportunity arises, we're not making the play. We're not able to rise to the occasion and. You know, some of it, like I said, watching the iPad, we weren't perfect. And there was miscues that there shouldn't have been. And, you know, we can't have that, you know, particularly when we're not operating at a high, fast, or great level. You know, we need to be able to stay on the field by great execution and guys doing their jobs. You know, and, you know, again, I'm, I'll take blame. I got to coach them better. I mean, that's flat out. I got to make sure they understand how important it is to run a certain route or, you know, to do things the right way. So, and, you know, again, that's what it's coming down to is execution. So the, I got to do my part as a coach and, and get our guys to execute better. And then when the play is there to be made, we got to make it. And, uh, and again, we got to start protecting the ball a whole lot better. All right. That's head coach Jason Moss, obviously uh, frustrated after the loss this afternoon to the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. You can get more on the Eskimos page on 630Ched.com. My name is Reed Wilkins. Thanks a lot for tuning in. You can text 630-630. Okay, Patrick, we got an interesting text to 630-630. I'm not sure who sent this. Uh, Gord was his name. Gord, okay. Yep. So your sister is pregnant. Yep. And she told you that by what you thought was the gift of a scratch and win ticket. Yep. And then when you scratched it, it said, hey, I'm pregnant. Yep, pretty much. Cliff Notes. Cliff's Notes version. So we got a text here from Gord, the link to a story uh, from the National Post from, uh, what was the date here, 2017, I think? Yeah, April. Or this, it happened in April 2017. A gender reveal caused a, a, a wildfire that caused $8 million in damage. So what happened was uh, the gentleman was a Border Patrol agent. He was celebrating his wife's pregnancy. Uh, he filled a target with colored powder. And when it exploded, I'm pretty much just reading from the article here. When it exploded, it would reveal their future child sex. Pink for a girl, blue for a boy. The target also contained a legal but highly explosive substance. So when this gentleman fired his rifle at the target, the ensuing explosion sparked a fire which spread through the dry brush nearby. And by the time it was uh, contained over a week later, $8 million in damage. So that kid's already in debt. That, that kid's <laughs> already in debt. That's a good point. Did you but, see the uh, quote from the guy too? I feel horrible about it. It was probably one of the worst days of my life. <laughs> I would say I, I feel bad laughing at it. I mean, that's awful. I don't. You know, I don't feel bad at all. Tan- Tannerite? I know what Tannerite is. I've shot it myself. So that was the substance. Yeah, yeah. It's just, uh, it's, it comes in a little pouch or whatever. You shake it up, and then when you shoot it, it explodes, right? It's, it's fun stuff. Wee, but this guy obviously overdid it. Oh, so you think there was just too much in there? I'm tough like to a say. a little bit it's, is safe? Is that what you're saying? The thing is, the stuff's not supposed to give off sparks at all, right? Like, oh, 
Yeah, I'm not sure <laughs> how exactly it happened, but you know what really gets me about the whole story, though, is you read the whole article, and it doesn't tell you if it was a boy or a girl, even. That's a good point. What color was the powder? Uh, that's a good point. I want to know who the Antichrist is, a boy or a girl. Well, the fire that's... was orange. <laughs> I don't know if that tells us anything. <laughs> that is a bizarre story. Drew Brees, by the way, in Monday Night Football tonight, passing Peyton Manning. He's now the NFL's all-time leader in passing yards. 743, quick timeout, Inside Sports on Chet. You're listening to 630 Chet Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. All right, good to have you tuning in tonight. 780-496-0063. We have John on the line. Go ahead, John. Hey, Reed, you're doing double or triple duty there. Way to go. Reed, I'm feeling much better about the Eskimos because the defense was terrific. I don't think you can expect them to play much better. The special teams were much improved. Good coverage on the punts. We had a return game. That's nice to see. And so what the game came down to three errors on the offense. And, you know, Reed, I don't know why Jason Moss doesn't put in extra guys for pass protection. I just, you can put two, two full blacks on the line, have seven men blocking, give Riley time. And then I don't know, Reed, what rushing the passer is anymore in the CFL. Like I thought that last play was a late hit. It was a high hit. It was a dirty hit, and he got ground into the ground. And maybe we got to take the NFL protect the quarterback rule and implement it because they're not allowed to land on the quarterback. And so I just, I don't know what you thought of that last hit, Reed. John, I decided I wasn't going to talk about the officiating because the offense didn't score a touchdown, and they haven't scored one in nine quarters. That's a story to me. uh, There were some drop passes for sure. And then two of Mike Riley's passes, the long interception on the right side, yep. that was deflected. I mean, we've got to stop. If we can't catch it, we've got to stop bouncing it up in the air. And then the pass on the other side, I think it was, I don't know if it was Hazleton or who it was, but the pass was late, and it was behind the receiver, and that was a fairly easy interception too. So you take those two plays away, and, you know, uh, I think things are better, and I think we can lin- win the last three games. Reed, we, we will win the tiebreaker. Like, if we beat BC, if we beat Winnipeg, we win those two tiebreakers. And uh, even I think even if we somehow, in a miracle, tied Saskatchewan, I think we have the tiebreaker for that. But anyway, I think it's doable, Reed. All right. With a much better performance. Well, John, I always love when you call. Uh, you are more optimistic than me, but that's okay. That, that's good. Maybe you're going to lift my spirits a little bit. Thanks, buddy. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> All right. Thanks. Thanks, John. 780 uh, Zib says, uh, in all fairness to Mike Riley, he's running for his life most of the time and being punished physically. Uh, conditions like that and the punishment he takes will make any quarterback look very ordinary. Zib also said, I thought Moss made one of his better challenges on the head contact on Riley, and I didn't agree with the results. Yeah, guys, I mean, look, it was close. I, I, I didn't, personally, I didn't think it was absolutely conclusive. If an Eskimo had delivered a hit like that, uh, I, I would want him to get away with it. Uh, I mean, it wasn't crown of the helmet to the 
to the forehead. Uh, you know, it, it looked like it might have been to the to the neck area. Uh, it was close, and and yeah, maybe it hasn't been consistent. Sometimes we've seen that called. Sometimes we haven't. But I I I'm not gonna come on the airwaves and and talk to the Eskimo fan base and blame the officials when you can't score a touchdown. And quite frankly, you made a stupid play call on that play to begin with. That should have been a running play. So, you know, that's going to be debated. Uh, I I quickly had the TSN panel on after the game. It sounded like they were kind of split on it. So, I mean, fine. But like I said, nine and a third quarters since your offense has scored a touchdown. Nine and a third quarters. Like that's getting to the point where it's it's difficult to do. So, you know, I I I don't want to come on as as a talk show host and and turn this into a let's let's start flaming the officials. And you know, quite frankly, uh, Saskatchewan took more penalties in the game anyway. They took eleven for one hundred and ten. Edmonton only took five for fifty five. So even without that, there there was enough yardage advantage through the flags that that Edmonton shouldn't have should have been able to do better in the game and uh, and they weren't able to. So I, I realize that that was frustrating for a lot of you. It's, I'm not saying it's not a storyline because hey, if that goes Edmonton's way, their chances of winning the game would have increased dramatically because you get you'd, the interception would have been nullified. You would have got 15 yards. You would have been in a Saskatchewan territory with the wind. Uh, I mean, all of a sudden, you're you're looking good at kicking a field goal to go up six or maybe grind the clock down. So, you know, all fair. I, I'm, I'm not trying to say don't talk about it. Uh, I'm not trying to say let's not consider what is or isn't a, a legal or illegal hit on the quarterback. Uh, I just, for me personally, uh, I don't want to come on and make that the story because to me it is not the story. Yeah, it's part of the game story. It's it's something that happened. And, uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a close call that went against the Eskimos. Uh, so I, I just hope that, that it's, it's consistently enforced down the road. But, man, oh, man, like, your, your, your defense is, is playing its butt off. Your defense is wrapping up running backs. You know, Trey Mason, Thigpen, who have run over other teams. Your defense is, is hitting receivers and knocking balls loose. Your defense is sacking Zach Caleros. Your defense is playing stout when the other team gets the ball in the red zone. And and you can't do them any favors at all. Matt from Section O is on the line. Hey, Matt. Hey, Reed. I agree with you. If we're looking at officiating on a 50-50 roughing the passer call to essentially save our season, then we are looking at all the wrong things like you said nine quarters since the touchdown and basically Eskimo offense has been flatlining for the last couple of games minus the Labor Day rematch and to be quite honest with you I think it was Mark and Michelle if he catches that ball in the end zone the Eskimos are uh, what six game lose streak I think it is well that would have tied at the Calgary Hail Mary but yeah fair point yeah right so I mean we have three games left BC's got four. <laughs> and to where this team was a month ago, we were almost looking at first place. And it's 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 almost to me, and I sent a text to Points After Show. Uh, unfortunately, it didn't make the air due to time constraints, but it, this is a, a career-threatening season collapse almost. And 
I'm not talking like players. I'm talking like some of the co- not Jason Moss, but some of the coordinators and whatnot. And and it's it's almost like where where did this come from? And the conversation at the start of the season was, oh, the defense is going to be worrisome, and it's the offense that's going to keep us in games. Well, we're seeing the reciprocal now, and it's almost on like. I'm just as stunned as the rest of uh, the city of Edmonton over this. And whatever they got to do to turn it around, you got three games. You have three games, and if basically you lose any one of them now, it's bad. Like bad, yeah. bad, bad news bears. And uh, well, they got to go at least. Much- I think they got to go at least two and one to make the playoffs. And you have to win in BC to like like you're saying to get the or John was saying to get the tiebreaker because, you know, they'll play three games against the Lions, so if you at least have the 2-1 advantage, you can play even with them. But, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's I, I, didn't, I didn't think it would get this bad, especially offensively uh, this year. Matt, I'm in the last minute of the show, so i got to run, okay, buddy? Okay, take care, Reed. It's a pleasure talking to you all the time. Yeah, that's Matt from sectional. Uh, Chester with a text here. I will end the show on this. He goes, last year the Eskimos had Zilstra as a reliable receiver on second down. Now he's with the Vikings. Well, here's some advice for uh, Moss and Riley. Number one, stop relying on Hazleton on second down. He's not catching the ball. Number two, can recall at least three occasions in today's game where Hazleton was targeted and did not catch the ball on second down. Uh, number three, I need to give Hazleton a bit of credit as he did make one spectacular long catch along the sidelines. Number four from Chester. In addition, Vidal's targets versus completion ratio in the last few games is very low. And number five, at midseason, Bryant Mitchell had a game with about 125 yards receiving. Next game, he was pulled in favor of Hazleton, who had a poor game. Uh, why do the Eskimos keep relying on Hazleton when he's not a reliable receiver at this time? Uh, well, I think right now he's in there because Darrell Walker's hurt. Uh, but I think Bryant Mitchell is a better receiver right now than Vidal Hazelton. Tough one for the Eskimos. Tough one a couple days ago for the Oilers. Hope you had a great Thanksgiving. Patrick Bauer, the studio producer this evening. Thanks to everybody who called and texted. My name is Reed Wilkins. Talk to you tomorrow. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.